The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about a hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, and see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and there's two videos at the top of the screen there. The one on the left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you missed that, I think it's, it's on the free speech issue. Um, so if you miss that, then uh, you can check that out up until 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, at which time he'll be live in that little area. And if you want to watch it after that, go to our Rumble channel, okay? On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got, and then click on the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. 
that'll take you over to the chat on Rumble and the video on, on Rumble as well. Lots of friends in there this morning. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. I got you. I got you, Jennifer. I, I know who you are there. Okay. <laughs> I'm just reading some comments in, uh, in, in Rumble. Uh, some people have gone off of Facebook. And uh, I know people like Facebook because when you address people, it, you can address them directly. It puts their name in it so nobody has to question. And it's a good commenting system. It really is a good commenting system. And, and Rumble doesn't have that. YouTube doesn't have that. No other platforms really have that in the way it does. So it's, a, And I, I get why it pulls you there. I get it. But uh, thank you for coming over to Rumble. <laughs> We're also streaming live to Rumble there on our channel at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're on DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty number of Facebook pages that bear my name. Also, Real Tim Brown at twitch.tv, and then Twitter, for whatever that's worth, the Real Tim Brow, too. Leave off the end off my name. Uh, put a two there. You can also follow me over there if you want to do that, uh, for whatever that's worth. We do post things on, or I post things on there. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that as well. Right up under where we're streaming live <clears throat> is where you can subscribe for our email newsletter. Um, those go out once a day between 7 and 8 Eastern. And uh, you get all the articles that we have, including the morning show archive. So if you, and by the way, if you guys didn't get to listen yesterday to the story of Jesse Boyd. Now, I'm going to tell you, I got, I got these people. I could, I, some guy pops in the, the, the comment section and rumble on, on the video. And it proceeds to tell me how things really are and how bad Jesse is and how now I, I just want I I want to take the time here just a second to say if you haven't called the Montana's AG office, it's listed right there in that archive that I just showed you, right on the front page of Sons of Liberty Media.com. Listen to the interview. And here's what I want if you want to read I don't know what the guy's name was, BL Lady or BT Lady or something like that. On the on the video on Rumble. He's trying to say Jesse is the instigator, he's a troublemaker, he's done this before, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Well, if he's done it before, why isn't he, why isn't he in jail? Uh, furthermore, let me ask another question. How does a guy who, in their, in their group, has at least two firearms that he spoke about, he's a black belt, according to his own confession there, and his, his daughter was right there, his uh, future son-in-law was right there, if he's lying, they should be calling him out, shouldn't they? I mean, shouldn't they be calling him out? He's a black belt, and the guy who he's alleging attacked him comes away with, what, a bloody nose and a little scrape over his eye? But he's the instigator? I Logic tells me, if you're looking for a scrap, and you want a scrap, and you've got a black belt, and you've got a couple of firearms, you can do a whole lot of damage. You can do a whole lot of damage without the firearms. I think uh, Mr. What's his name over there? I think he re needs to rethink things, and then he's misrepresenting him in what he said, what he actually said, uh, and things. So, yeah, there are trolls who come into the thing, but I, you know what? I'm going to let them leave their comment because the fact of the matter is, and I'll tell you right off the bat, if if Jesse has not been telling us, if he hasn't been on the up and up, if his daughter hasn't been on the up and up, if if the uh, if Carter hasn't been on the up and up, well, then we're going to call that out. And we're going to call them to repentance like we would anybody else. But I'm going to tell you what, I find the story believable, understanding who he is and what he had at his disposal to do what he's doing. But if you hadn't had a chance to call Montana uh, Attorney General's office, please do that. And uh, let voice of what you know. 
And I'm talking about how the cops were colluding there together. That's the real issue. How the cops were colluding together. And again, this, this guy who was trolling, he says, oh, he's illegally parked. Well, was he cited for illegal parking? I don't think that he was. I mean, even the cops in the longer version, if you guys go to the archive, you'll see a longer version. It won't be just the clips. There'll be a longer version. Even the cops are acknowledging, well, he's in a place. It's not really bad, but it's, you know, if somebody's got a long boat or a trailer or something like that pulling in, it's going to be a little difficult for them to get in there. Okay? So even they acknowledge it if you watch the longer version of the video. In any case, <laughs> didn't mean to go down that road so much. But uh, if you want our ministry email, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. And also, if you would like to uh, help us out and keep us out there, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that, make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us as a son or daughter of liberty. And we do thank you for that. Now, we are trying, we're doing our best to try to cover the event on this Saturday, February 4th, at Mall of America. I think the people are meeting at 10. It could be 9. I'd have to look that up. But I will have that to you before the end of the week. And the reason I'm going to do it is we're going to, Lord willing, we're going to do an interview with uh, Paul Shora, uh, the gentleman who was in the video with the Jesus Shave, Saves uh, shirt on, who the rent-a-cops at Mall of America wanted to kick out because he had that shirt on. And they were going to kick him out if he didn't take it off. Uh, so we're going to we're going to try to do that today. We'll have that for you either Thursday or Friday. I'm trying to determine what day I want to play that because I want to encourage you. If you're in the Minnesota area, maybe some of you have the ability to travel and you'd love to get up to nowhere else but a place that that snows. I don't know a foot or two foot deep. Um, <clears throat> you can do that. And show up with your Jesus Save shirt on. I'd love to see hundreds or thousands of true believers stand and say, no, you're not doing this to us. Matter of fact, go find the rent-a-cops. I'll guarantee you're probably going to run into some Homeland Security people. I'll guarantee you're probably going to run into local Minnesota cops out there. Your numbers are, it should dwarf them. They really should dwarf them. That story has gone viral. And uh, the people who go out there this Saturday, uh, Lord willing, you know, I pray that God would bless you in that. And I pray the gospel would not just be on your t-shirt. I pray it be in your life and on your tongue. That you would speak the words of life to those who need to hear them most, including the rent-a-cops who were on that video. I really do. I, I pray that you call me into repentance. Don't just go up there with your shirt. Don't just go up there to have a rally and a party. That's not what this is about. This is serious business. And this is, this is the stuff that's right in your backyard. This is what we talk about, about doing things locally. And even though I'm going to talk about a national issue, I'm going to draw it back right back down to the local area, okay? So we're going to do that this morning. Now, with that said, I got a couple of videos. I got to, well, I got to tell you this. I have seen some stuff in my days of, they call me a journalist. I think I'm more like a blogger or something. Anyway, I've seen a guy spend, and, and a lot of these people are out of the UK. I've seen a guy spend, I don't, it was like thirty dollars or $40,000 to look like an elf. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, and you guys seen Lord of the Rings, that kind of elf, like a Legolas kind of elf, okay? Really, it was it's just, it's weird. He had ribs removed, and it was just, there's just some weird stuff. I, it's, ah, people turned over. Romans 1, it's not just homosexuality. It's just a reprobate mind. I've seen that. I've seen women... 
mutilate themselves to look like Barbie dolls, like they don't even look like they're alive. Weird stuff. Um, I've seen people, obviously, now we're seeing it in the military. We're, we saw it with Joe Biden's uh, uh, nuclear energy um, thief, where they want to dress up like dogs or they want to walk men or women around wearing these leather things that make them look like dogs. Check this guy out. 33-year-old Anthony Lafredo, who is covered in extreme tattoos. And look, um, I never put a tattoo on my body. I never found one that I wanted to do. And look, I've thought about it plenty of times. Um, but, but, the, but the fact of the matter is, this guy has covered his whole body, including his face and head, in tattoos to where he's no longer recognizable as a human. He calls himself the black alien, and I would say probably for good reason. He's probably got, it looks like he's got his eyes tattooed. People do that junk. I, that, what, I, you either have to have a, a, a serious pain endurance or tolerance for pain, or they got to knock you out to do that stuff in your eyes. I just, because I, I hear where it's tender and they go to the bone. That really hurts, and that's why they have to put that numbing cream and stuff on. But this guy, he's got it all. And he, he says, restaurants are scared to serve him over his extreme physique. Well, you think? It's creepy, dude. It's just plain creepy. Now, you're free to do what you've done. You did it, and uh, you're going to have to live with it. You have to live with that. And I've seen other people like this guy. In fact... There is a guy out. We've tried to. I tried to get in touch with him to have him on the radio. I think he's out of Texas. Um, he basically his his whole face. He looks like Darth Maul. That's what he looks like. And the Lord changed his heart and saved him. And this guy is preaching the unadulterated gospel of repentance. Oh yeah, calling people to Christ. And uh, what a blessing that is in the midst of the society that we're seeing where guys like, you know, Anthony the Fred, you know, I don't know, Anthony, why you would do that. I don't know if you had somebody that didn't lead you in the right direction and tell you what you should do. You know, De Deuteronomy 6, mm-hmm, Deuteronomy 6, parents, or if you just, I, I, I don't know what happened to you, man. But you should expect nothing like that. You should ex The reason you did that to yourself is so you gain some kind of attention. If you want to work in an establishment, if you want to be out in the public working and stuff, man, I mean, just seems common sense to me. I don't know. That's the first thing I saw this morning. Now, we've had other people die. We've had uh, the lady, you know, I, I'll confess, I used to be a, a 24 fan. If you don't know what that is, that's was the uh, TV series with uh, Kiefer Sutherland. I used to be a fan of that. Even though I didn't watch TV, per se, um, I liked the storyline. Anyway, there was a lady from that, 45 years old, died. Um, and she had a cancer. Now, keep in mind that the, can the cancers have sort of risen because of what? The shot. And did we not tell you that beforehand? Yes, we did. So you guys are aware of that. You're not deceived by what's going on. Even if they say, what's well, a cardiac arrest? It's cancer. It's this. It's that. Many of these people, I really do believe, they got in the shot. Maybe they had cancer before, and now it turns it aggressive. Okay? This is a little, um, how shall we say this? 
This is a little gold nugget for all of you people who support Ron DeSantis. If somebody were to ask you who has inspired you, and you came up with an evil, wicked person that you said inspired you, what would you think about that? What, if somebody asked somebody else that, and, and, you, and they answered, and they gave you, they said like Albert Pike, or they said um, Aleister Crowley, or they said, you know, pick your evil guy, Klaus Schwab. What would you think about that person? I'm just asking you, what would you think about that person? Would you think this, this sort of points to the kind of character they have? Same thing with Donald Trump. We, we've played the video where his mentor was a, a, a wicked, ruthless mafia boss up there in New York. They spent years together. This guy was busted for, I, I don't know what he was busted for, but we have it in video. Where, where we see this guy, we see Donald Trump, and we see they spent years and years together. And that's why I say you, you can tell the character of the man by who he's going to be, you know, his mentors, his real close confidants. Now, look, Jesus went among sinners. There's no question about that. But they weren't his close confidants. They weren't his inspiration. They weren't any of that stuff. He went in among them that he might give them the truth that he might minister to them so that he might pull them out of that situation that they're in. That's what Jesus did, okay? He didn't hang in there and he didn't say, these are, these are great guys you ought to emulate. That's not what he said. Here's Ron DeSantis. I want you to hear who he thinks is the greatest inspiration that he's had. Check it out. So, uh, well, who's like the most inspirational person you've met and why? Inspirational person that I've met? Hmm, I don't know. That's a tough one. I'm trying to think uh, who and... In kind of modern times, I mean, part of the thing when you know when you're growing up, when you're a blue collar kid, I don't really get to meet a lot of people. And then even in Congress now, I've only been there for four months. I mean, I guess I probably would say uh, uh, Bush 41. Uh, he was the Yale baseball captain in 48. I was captain in 2001. He came out to practice. So I was able to talk with him, introduce him to the team. And Bush 41 is Ron DeSantis's inspiration. That's the guy. That's the guy he came up with. When he was in Congress. It's an old video, but you need to hear it. Because I'll guarantee you it hasn't really changed. That was when he was in Congress, not governor. And you people out there, some of you listening, not all of you, some of you, think this guy is a good candidate to be president. He believes that Mr. We need a new world order. Read my lips. Will not have any new taxes. He thinks that guy is inspirational. Mm-hmm. Mr. Evil himself. Who knows better now? This is Do He's saying it out of his own mouth. He's saying it out of his own mouth. And you know what? I'll still get people that write me, leave a comment or whatever. Well, Tim, you And they justify all the stuff that they're going to do that they know is wrong. They'll go and support the guy, just like they did Donald Trump. And they, they don't think beyond whatever they see in the media or hear in the media. That's it. And specifically, the conservative media. I've got to tell you, the conservative media, for the, lost part, for the most part, is just as bad as the other side. The, pro, the difference is they actually try to convince you that they're different. That's the problem. They try to convince you they're different than the other side that they point the finger at. 
the left as they call them, while they're on the right. And what does God say? Turn not to the left or right. You stick to my commands. And that's our problem here in the United States. We're going to address that in just a little bit. Our problem is we don't stick to the law. We don't stick what God has upheld in his, his moral law. We don't do that. We go way beyond that. We start being Pharisees and start you know, making up laws and doing things because we want to prevent people from doing stuff bad to themselves or other people. And it's like, wait a minute. I mean, and then we want to take the fruit of the labor from the people who, who might violate those laws. Just like the Pharisees, just like them. We lord it over them. We, we enforce it with force. We'll throw you in a cage. We'll kill you if we need to be. Does that sound like liberty? Does that sound like freedom? Does that sound like prosperity? Does that sound like what God has promised to people who obey him? That sounds like the very curses that he says would come upon us. Sounds like the very curses. Deuteronomy 28, by the way, if you're interested in uh, <clears throat> in looking that up. Now, I've got one more for you, and we're getting to our topic today. Uh, this is Bill Gates. Uh, I hope all the fact checkers, the slack hecklers, as I call them, um, lead stories. Uh, you CNN spawn. Um, the rest of you guys who self-proclaim fact-checking, fascist book, uh, Twitter and the like. And don't think that Twitter is great because Elon Musk is... My, my account's been in there for a year. Supposed to have a 24 to 48 hour, you know, check it out and then we'll get back to you. Never heard from it. I did it three times. I pulled it and then I, I put it back on because I'm not pulling the video. And um, nothing. So don't think Elon Musk is your savior. He's not. He's playing you. He's playing you so you think he'll be a savior when he's offered up for that. So is Donald Trump, by the way. Same thing. It's the Hegelian dialectic. For those of you who have not followed that, that is exactly what you're seeing right in front of your face. Good cop, bad cop. That's really what that, if we can break it down simply, that's what you're seeing playing out, in, at least in American politics and in the, in the media there. This is Bill Gates on the shots. I really want to see the, uh, the Mockingbird media and the Slack hecklers, I want to see those guys deal with this. We also need to fix the three problems with vaccines. The current vaccines are not infection blocking. What? Uh, they're not broad, so when new variants come up, you lose protection. Hang on a second. Hang on. Let's... And they have, are not infection blocking. They're... Wait, uh, what was that, Billy? What, what did you vaccines say? Vaccines are not infection blocking. Hmm. Uh, they're not broad, so when new variants come up, you lose protection. Oh. And they have very short duration. Oh. Uh. Well, then, what is the short duration if they're not blocking infection? Billy just told you they are ineffective after telling you for how many years now that they are effective and we need more of these and we need to develop more of these for everything known, known and made up by man. We need to do That's Bill Gates. By the way, it'll be in the archive if you want to start sharing it on social media. I'm sure that you're going to get um, some slack heckler post on there that says this has been fact checked for blah blah, blah 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 and it's right out of his own mouth don't, don't just say listen to bill gates just post that um on your social media listen to bill gates don't post any commentary just let him say what he says 
And then when they say, well, this has been fact-checked for blah, blah, well, how are you fact-checking what the man says out of his own mouth? You're not fact-checking what you post as far as what you write. Just let him say what he says. The shots are ineffective. They're telling us more than two years after they rolled them out. While people are dying daily. And I know people die every day. I get that. But daily from this shot. Whether it's through the shot itself, whether it's through a cardiac arrest, whether it's through uh, aggressive cancers or any of this other stuff, or they're being injured. It's happening daily, just like we said it would more than two years ago. And you guys know that. You, you know what? I mean, look, I'm not a prophet or son of a prophet. I'm not. I'm not the only one that's been saying it either. Other outlets have been saying it. And yet people go, yeah, like we saw yesterday, uh, the CDC, or no, was it the CDC or the FDA? I'd have to pull up the article here real quick, just so I'm, I'm clear. It was the FDA, the FDA liars, quote, COVID-19 vaccines are not associated with sudden death. How can they be sure? How can they be sure? It's pretty incredible. The lies they will tell. I mean, it blows my mind that it can be so apparent as to what's going on today. And these people will come out with a straight face and try to tell you it's not what you think it is. Well, why do we think it is what we think it is? Because we've seen and heard the evidence. Have we not? We've had multiple doctors. Kate's on every Saturday. We've showed you the documentation. My goodness, the, the FDA wanted to hide the truth from you for, from the uh, Pfizer trials for 175, no, not for 100, for 75 years. I'm sorry. 75 years. It was like it was the JFK assassination all over. We got to push this out for you. It's a national security issue, whatever the case may be. And the judge says, no, you got eight months. And the first document dump they gave us told us they knew it was killing people in the first month. They knew it. And they let it go on. And they lied to you. They lied to you. They told you it was safe and effective. Now I want to ask you something. When somebody lies to you in real life, What do you do with that person? Do you trust that person? Especially if it's a life and death matter. No, you probably don't do that. You probably don't do that. Now, with that said, <clears throat> we've had recent talk, and I, you know, I, I really, I want to be away from the quote-unquote national politics by just simply getting out of the federal government, dissolving that thing, slaying the beast, as it were, ripping its heart out, ripping its fangs out, just like Thomas Jefferson said in the Declaration of Independence. Don't, don't think I'm here to overthrow it. I'm here for the creators of that federal government to tear it down. That's what I'm for. The sovereign states. They're sovereign. They've been deceived to think they're not, but they are. And now we've got some of the most corrupt Congress people. And what they're saying is just, it's over the, it's so over the top. It really is over the top. Let me, let me give you this quote again. You've heard it before. 
This is from Marcus Tullius Cicero. And let me see if I can move this microphone up because it gets right in the way of my, uh, my screen. So sometimes I can't uh, really <clears throat> look and see what it says. A nation can survive its fools and even the ambitious, but it cannot survive treason from within. An enemy at the gates is less formidable, for he is known and carries his banner openly. Now, I'm going to tell you, these people have been carrying their banner openly, but they're traitors. The traitor moves amongst those within the gate freely, his sly whispers rustling through all the alleys, heard in the very halls of government itself. And in this case, we've got them in government. They're not out in the streets, and it happens to get up in the government. No, they're in government. They're in our school system. The whole thing's been going on, and we, our parents, and those before them, and those before them, and possibly those before them, have been asleep at the wheel. They've been directed to D.C. as the end-all for fixing everything. That's where they turn. Why doesn't the president do this? Why doesn't the president do that? I point to the president only on the points that he's supposed to be dealing with to execute the law, and they're very limited. They're very limited. Yes, there is hope. We're going to give you that hope, Lee. <laughs> Good to see you, by the way, in the chat. There is hope in all of this. But it's not going to be the way you think it is. It's not going to be the way you think it is. So let, let's go to <clears throat> someone like Ilhan Omar. I want to play this little video. If you haven't heard it, I just want you to hear it. Humor me for a little bit. And then we're going to play uh, Eric Swalwell out of California. You know the guy that said... Uh, something about nuking gun owners while he's uh, messing around with his Chinese uh, spy, prostitute, donor, fundraiser person. I don't know. I want to play each of these guys. They got kicked off their committee. So <clears throat> keep in mind what Ilhan Omar is going to tell you. is just full of lies. Other, other people have been kicked off their committees when certain House speakers get in charge. Yeah, it's happened over and over and over again, but she would say this is politicizing. But I want you to listen to what these guys say. Kicking these traitors, and both of them are traitors, and both of them are corrupt, kicking these guys off of their committees is somehow akin to a threat to national security. Listen. In modern American history, the punishment of stripping a member of Congress of their committee assignments has been reserved for only the most egregious wrongdoings. Listen to those what she lists. convicted or indicted on corruption, those who have engaged in bribery, mm. sexual misconduct, mm. encouraged violence, or other grave charges. I have served on the, foreign, on the House Foreign Affairs Committee and the House Education and Labor Committee for the past two terms committees that I have lived experience and expertise in. As a child who survived war, lived in a refugee camp, I would have never imagined that I would one day have the opportunity to serve on a subcommittee on Africa, global health, and global human rights. I would not have believed that I would one day not just serve as the first African-born member of Congress, but on a committee that oversees policies towards the continent. Kevin McCarthy's purely partisan move to strip us from our committee 
is not only a political stunt, but also a blow to the integrity of our democratic institution and threat to our national security. Ooh, we are thankful security. to leader Jefferies and House Democrats and even some courageous Republicans for standing with us. If McCarthy wants to denigrate the integrity of the House and its committees, we will always stand up to these efforts. Why didn't you do that with Pelosi? I am grateful for the confidence of my constituents and my colleagues have shown me to serve on these committees, and I look forward to continuing that work of building a more peaceful world. Mm, a more peaceful world, yes. Now, let's stop and think about a couple of things that she said there. She talked about, you know, this punishment for this hasn't been done unless all these kinds of things. No, it's been done plenty of times, and it's been done politically, and there's no doubt. Look, Kevin McCarthy did this politically. He didn't want to do this. He's This is part of his little deal with the Freedom Caucus, okay? It is. It's part of his deal. It is political. Any change in these people is political. That's what it is. Let's, like, you know, if somebody was indicted or whatever, but let's, let's stop and let's just go back just a little bit. I'm thinking of another story that I didn't put in here, um, and I'd love to uh, to bring this up just to call to your remembrance. And I, I again, I'm going to have to pull it up here just live. It won't take but just a second. But there was, <clears throat> you know, Ilhan here is saying um, that she is, you know, somehow, I don't know, uh, above any of those things that she listed as to why a member of Congress should be pulled from what they're doing okay one of the things that she said was bribery right off the bat now that's in our constitution you're not to engage in bribery nobody's held this woman accountable they haven't held her accountable in dc and they haven't held her accountable in minnesota either for her bigamy um for just oh my goodness there's gonna be several things i'm going to show you this is um this was back in November of 2019. Qatari Insider. Here's what he said. Now, Qatar, okay? I mean, they should be they should be thinking Ilhan Omar is like, I don't know, the best thing in the world for them sitting in the uh, U.S. Congress. Here's what he said. Ilhan Omar is, quote-unquote, a sex maniac, very weak when it comes to money and sex, end quote. That's his quote in a deposition. That's his quote. There's more than that, though. I wrote on this yesterday, and you can see the videos there as well. They'll also be in the archive. But uh, Jihad Ilhan Omar, or Jihadi Il Ilhan Omar, plays the victim. It's a threat to national security. Kick me off committees, and she did say that. By doing, by removing them, it's a threat to national security. To remove a national security threat from a committee is a threat to national security. I, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm beginning to hate the word na phrase national security because the only time it's it's not national security, it's uh, it's criminal security. That's what it is. Here's what it says. And this is what I started out. And I linked these because we have many stories on Omar here. She married a brother to get to the States. She violated, there's no question she violated immigration law. I don't think there's any question in it. Seen the documents, think the guy who originally got this was out of Minnesota, I think, and um, got the documents, all this stuff. 
and I don't think there's any doubt that's going on. Her father, who was a known terrorist in the country she came from, Somalia, <clears throat> is in the States, and I believe at the time I wrote this, that I linked to, he was here illegally, but nobody knew exactly where he was. She committed adultery with another woman's husband. Hmm. She brought that up, didn't she? Didn't she bring up that sexual issue? She committed adultery with another man's husband who was in her campaign, who she funneled hundreds of thousands of dollars of donations to. Those of you who contributed to Ilhan Omar, don't you feel like the fool? And not only did she commit adultery with him, and she had married a brother, and married another man, and that man says she tried to get him, uh, the, the second husband, said she tried to get him to lie about it. She married this other guy. He left his wife. And she gave a million dollars to his company through her donations. Campaign donations. She violated campaign finance laws, and all of these are linked at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com if you want to go see them. She wants to tax Americans 90% of the wealthy. Now, we know from Donald Trump's tax records, the wealthy aren't paying that much tax. They really aren't. And rightfully so. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be fair across the board. I think Donald Trump is entitled to keep every dime he earns. Every dime. And so are you, though. So are you. So when these guys get in there and they argue about how much percentage they're going to take from you because they feel they have the right to take it from you, just know they're thieves. They're thieves. Every one of them. I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat. If they tell you <clears throat> we, have, <clears throat> we should drop the tax code to take half a percent from everybody, they are still a thief. I don't care if you steal a piece of bubble gum or a car. You are a thief. And everyone who sides with that a direct taxation on the people is a thief. They are a thief. She voted in Minnesota to pay jihadis, uh, insurance companies pay jihadis when they commit suicide during jihad. Yeah. And she knew what she was doing. This was years ago that this happened when she was in Minnesota. And she backs the murder of the unborn. But we're to believe that getting her off of her foreign House Foreign Committee and all this other stuff is somehow a national security threat? You must be kidding yourself. These, I'm telling you, these people are under delusion. But let me tell you something. Listen to me carefully. They're sent that delusion by God. And they are sent here by God. And you go, what do you mean? Tim, only... Yeah, look, here's the, here's the disconnect of American Christianity. They will say Donald Trump <clears throat> was sent by God. God can use anybody. When you point out all the problems, all the lawlessness, all the unconstitutional behavior of Donald Trump, well, God can use anybody. Okay, God used Barack Obama. And they look at you like, no, he didn't. Where is your disconnect, man? If the devil is God's God, if the devil is God's devil, is Barack Hussein Obama Satoru Sabarka not God's Barack Hussein Obama Satoru Sabarka? Yeah, he is. And he's using him for his purposes, and that is to bring judgment. Same thing he did with Donald Trump. I know you thought you thought you got a reprieve, the judgment wasn't as light, but if you go back and you read in Revelation, what do you see there? You see seven trumpets, don't you? And there's silence. And then there's seven more judgments, 
and there's silence. And there's seven more judgments. See, God does give mercy to repent, but he doesn't stay his hand of judgment. He's still putting judgment on the people, and Romans 1 says it's being revealed from heaven every day. Every day. You see it. I see it. We can't deny it. That's the reason men die. Death entered the world because of sin. Transgression of God's law. Pretty simple. It's pretty simple. It really is. Here is uh, Eric Swalwell. And this is the guy that was caught snuggling up to this, uh, and you see the picture on the uh, the video platforms and things like that. This uh, this Chinese spy lady, and nothing was done except to exalt him to a committee position. Huh? Yeah. Exalt him to it. Listen to what this this traitor says. These smears are bringing death threats. He continues to do it, which makes us believe that there's an intent behind it. Yeah, there's an intent. Get you out. We're not going away. I think he'll regret giving all three of us more time on our hands. But at the end of the day, our mission now is to restore the credibility and integrity of this institution of which the speaker has so gravely, so gravely smashed and destroyed. Okay. All right. Here's what I'm going to tell you. There is no integrity in the House of Representatives. None. Zero. You don't have it. You didn't you haven't had it for a long, long time. Decades. There is no integrity in the US Senate. None. There's none. They don't have any. There is no integrity in the judicial system. There is no integrity in the executive system. There isn't. The branch. You can tell me you want to do this and sound all high and mighty and statesman all you want to, but the fact of the matter is you people have been running roughshod over the people. You've been running it over the Constitution. You've been running it over the Bible, but you've used the Constitution and the Bible, at least giving lip service to it, to bolster what you're doing. Eric Swalwell, you are a child. You're a little five-year-old boy on the playground trying to bully other people, but we all know what you are really inside. You're effeminate. You're a pansy. You're a little tyrant until somebody comes up and busts your nose. And the problem with some of these people is somebody didn't stand up to them on the playground and bust their nose. Or they were the kid who was just ostracized and never got to play anyway. That's what's going on. Well, Tim, that's pretty nasty that you say those things. Look, I'm just telling you, I see it. This is the reality of how people are. This is how they are. And remember, Marcus Cicero said you can tolerate foolish people. You can't tolerate the traitor in your midst. And both Ilhan Omar and Eric Swalwell both are traitors to their people, the people they represent or supposed to represent in California and Minnesota. So what's the solution here? Somebody asked about hope a minute ago. Lee asked about hope. Well, we don't have justice. That's not happening. Oh, we can impeach them. We can impeach them. No, we can't, but the House of Representatives can. They have the sole authority of impeachment. That's what we read in the Constitution. Are they doing that? Nope, they're not even bringing it up. They're not even bringing it up to remove them from office. Wait a minute. They are, just nobody's getting behind it. I think we had three representatives who put forth seven different articles of impeachment for 
Joe Biden. I don't know that they put it for Ilhan Omar or Eric Swalwell. So you and I don't have that authority. We said, or our forefathers said in the Constitution, only the House of Representatives has that authority to remove or to impeach. If they're not doing it, that tells you how corrupt they are, which tells you exactly why. Here's the hope, all right? Here's the hope. I'm going to take the spiritual context, and I'm going to put it out as an application. Okay, are you ready for this? It's going to ring some of your bells, because I know you have this sentimentality of America, okay? I give a flip about that. Nations rise and they fall, and they do so at God's command. The fact of the matter is, we want to push for the glory of God and the crown rights of King Jesus. If that's in the local area and you've got 150 people there in your county or your city or whatever the case may be, then that's where you need to be pushing the crown rights of King Jesus and you need to move out from there. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other parts of the earth. But don't start at the other parts of the earth. That's where they want you to do because you have no effect when you just go out like that. You're just like a scattershot. You start dealing locally, and you let it branch out. You disciple the nations, and to disciple the nations means to teach them. doesn't mean to come in, give a one-time message, and then leave. It means come in and disciple them, to teach them. Did Jesus give one lesson to his disciples and then leave? Nope, he spent three and a half years with them. Day and night, teaching them, showing them, living it before them, correcting them, reproving them, instructing them in righteousness. That's what Jesus did. He was in it for the long haul. Okay? Matthew 19, you say, where's the hope? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to show you because everything we've set up, when, cor when the corrupt are in there, they're going to protect one another. The executive branch is protecting those, those uh, criminals in the Congress, and the Congress is going to try to protect the executive branch, and the judicial branch is all in there mixed in with it. I mean, you can see it. You really can see it. Matthew 19. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these sayings, he departed from Galilee and came into the coasts of Judea, beyond Jordan, and great multitudes followed him. And he healed them there. The Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him, and saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? Just tossing that in there for those of you who think there's more than two genders, and said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they, shall, and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore, they are no more twain, but one flesh. If you're married, you're not your own. Your body's your wife's, your wife's your, your husband's. You're one person. In fact, it's really interesting. Have you guys ever noticed that the longer a married couple is together, the more they Somehow when you see them, usually you don't see one without the other. But the more they start to look alike. If you want to understand how some of that happens, and listen to the show Saturday with Kate. Where she talks about what a husband does to the wife and yeah, all that stuff. Anyway, they, they do. They start to look alike. They start to think alike. They start to talk alike. It's really It's really interesting. Anyway. Wherefore, they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. So in a marriage, Jesus doesn't say, well, you know, you're right. You can, you can issue a bill of divorce if that's what you want. And, and, and they, they dealt with that. He's going to tell them that in just a minute. 
He doesn't do that. He goes back to the beginning. He says, this is, this is what, how God purposed this. He put a man and a woman together. He meant for them to be together for life. He meant for them to take dominion. He meant for them to um, multiply and replenish the earth and take dominion over it. Uh, but then they come to him after he says this. They say, they say unto him, why did Moses then command? Moses never commanded it. It was just part of the law. Command to give a writing of divorcement and to put her away. And he, that's Jesus, saying to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives. But from the beginning, that's the way God instituted it, it was not so. And I say unto you, listen to this carefully, whosoever shall put away his wife... Except, now he does give an exception here, it be for fornication. Now the, the term here is porneo. Does that sound familiar with you? Yeah, it's where we get pornography. But the idea is any kind of sexual relationship outside of marriage. An animal, another person of the same gender, a person of a different gender, whatever the case may be. Any kind of sexual contact and shall marry another committeth adultery. So if you are a person who has divorced your wife or you've divorced your husband and it wasn't for sexual immorality or fornication, or we read over a uh, later in, I think it's in First Corinthians, and I'm drawing a blank for whatever reason. Uh, abandonment, I think that's another one too that's that's laid out in the Scripture. If it's anything other than that, you don't like the way she looked, she snapped at you, he you know, forgot to get the milk, or whatever the case may be, whatever the thing is that you're wanting to do, if it's not these two things, you don't have a legitimate divorce, number one. It's That's not what God intended in the first place. And, um, and then when you go and marry... You're committing adultery, and you're causing the person that you married to commit adultery. That's what he's saying. That's what Jesus says. You want Jesus? Here he is, unadulterated. And whoso marrieth her which is put away doth commit adultery. So you're committing adultery all over the place. And his disciples get it. Verse 10, his disciples say to them, If the case of the man be so with his wife, is it not good to marry? They're like, man, this is a serious business here. What, what? And he says, some people can't accept that. And he says, so some are eunuchs. Some are born of their mother's womb. Some are eunuchs um, that were made eunuchs of men. And there are eunuchs which have been have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. I think this is what Paul was referencing is singleness. If you can remain single, be single. You say, what does this have to do with Ilhan Omar and Eric Swalwell and hope that we have? I'll tell you what it is. Have they been unfaithful? Have they been adulterers and adulteresses? They have a covenant with you, the people, just like a man takes a vow with his wife. Have they? And who have we given authority to to deal with them? Their co-workers there in Congress. Are their co-workers looking like they're going to deal with them? Nope. So that makes them just as adulterous and adulterers as these two. Do you get it? Now, if that's the case, why is there no national divorce? 
Why, we call it secession. Why is there not that? To say, you people are unfaithful. We're cutting you off. We're cutting you off. And in the Old Testament, you can actually take it beyond that. Now listen, when, when, I, when I read that, you can read certain passages in the Scripture, and you'll find out certain things are dealt with in the family before they ever become a, a judicial matter. For instance, Joseph. Joseph is called a righteous man. When he finds out Mary is pregnant and he knows he hasn't been with her, what's the, what's the automatic thought of a man? Well, you've been with another man. The Bible says that he was a righteous man and he chose to put her away quietly because he loved her. He didn't seem to bring the full force of the judicial system down upon her to somehow restore his own manliness or pride. He didn't do that. He sought to put her away quietly. And what are we told here? We're going to go over a little bit. So if you're on Red State Talk Radio, I'm going to read this. And as we're going, if you want to move over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, you can finish up there before it's news.com or any of the other platforms. We'll do that. This is from Romans chapter 7. Just to give you an idea. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law. Now, Paul is giving the argument about the law, about how the gospel works, about how God saves men. I speak to them that know the law, how that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth. For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. And he goes right back to the beginning too. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then, if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called a what? An adulteress. Let's just put the term there. She shall be called a traitor. That's what she is. She's betraying the oath that she took to her husband. But if her husband be dead, she is free from the law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Hmm. And then he instructs us, Ye also become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to one to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. Amen. Amen. That's exactly what we we have died to the law, and we have been married or we have been bonded, we have been betrothed and united with Christ. So how does this apply in the situation? Well, I'm going to tell you because I have to, and I, I wasn't planning on this. I'm not a marketer, so I don't figure this stuff out. But you want to find out? SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, BeforeSnews.com, any of the other platforms. And I'll continue this on just a little bit just to show you what we need to do. Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. We'll be back in the morning. Comic Core Diva Lynn Taylor on Rotten to the Core Wednesday. Lord willing, see you. Okay, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. Now, in the Old Testament, I didn't get a chance to pull all these up. I was pulling up different things and looking at different things this morning, so I didn't get to pull up everything. But in the Old Testament, you will find that God continually sent the prophets to Israel to call them to repentance. Why? Because he had betrothed them. They were his wife. And I'm talking about Old Testament Israel. Okay? They were his wife. And he loved her. In fact, when you read the book of Hosea, what you see is the picture of God's love for a rebellious, adulterous, corrupt, betraying, treasonous wife. I mean, he marries a woman named Gomer, for God's sake. It's just... Yeah. Can you imagine that? 
Because all I could think is surprise, surprise, surprise. Anyway, Hosea marries Gomer. What is she? She is a prostitute. He has several children with her. They're named according to what the prophecy is that's coming to pass in Israel. She goes a-whoring after other lovers. And what does Hosea do? He is humiliated, and yet he is commanded by God, you go take care of her. You're going to be a picture of my love for my wife. And what does Hosea do? He humbles himself. He meets her needs. He makes sure things are taken care of. And then what do we read in the book of Jeremiah? God's going to punish uh, Israel. We know that later on, he says to write Israel a bill of divorce. Oh, but Tim, God hates divorce. Yes, he does. He hates the wicked too, but he saves some of them. He turns them into saints. And so he says, you write her a bill of divorce. And he carried that out in 70 A.D. He carried the divorcement of Israel out in 70 A.D. And he took to himself a new bride, his church. Not that the church didn't exist before, but in our understanding of things, I do not believe in replacement theology, so don't even go there with me. I believe in the extension of, of uh, I believe in extended theology, if you want to use that term. What do you mean, Tim? I believe that God dealt with a people called Israel, and even all of those were not part of his elect. They were part of his covenant, but they weren't part of his elect. And then when Christ came, it was to extend out to the whole world. It wasn't just for Israel. It wasn't just for the Jews at the time. It was for the whole world. It was for all of the Gentiles. A light unto the Gentiles he'll be. It's in the seed of Abraham. And Paul writes, he says, seed, not seeds as in many, but as in one, Jesus Christ, that the nations would be blessed. I believe in that kind of theology. And I don't believe that the modern geopolitical state of Israel means squat. Unless you want to distort the scriptures and you want to say so. The Israel of God has always been the people of God. Always. From the beginning. From Adam on till now and in the future. It's always going to be, be those who are the people of God. Nobody else. And it doesn't restrict us to a postage stamp piece of land. It doesn't. It extends throughout the world. Now, with that said... God issues a, a, a bill of divorcement. Stop and think about this for just a second. I know some people will, will have some quibbles about secession. Oh, we can't do that. Oh, it's been tried before. And they've been brainwashed to think because it was tried before. And by the way, Abraham Lincoln and the federal government um, united an army against its own people. Well, people who had, who had peacefully seceded. Peacefully seceded. They used to be their people, but but peacefully had seceded. They weren't starting a war or anything else like that. He united them there to attack them. Now, if you agree with Donald Trump and much of every president, I don't care if they're Democrat or Republican, who says Abraham Lincoln was a great president, then you've chosen your side. You've chosen your side. 
go back and look at the Democratic Party. Uh, just put in Democrat Party, Abraham Lincoln, and you'll find one from 1930s, I want to say is what it was. Or was it the Communist Party? It might have been the Communist Party. And they had Abraham Lincoln's big old head up on a backdrop. I think I've showed you guys, you guys that stuff before. Whatever John Wilkes Booth was, I'm just going to tell you my own opinion. Whatever he was, whatever his ideology was, whatever we're told about that, I don't even know if we can trust it. But I agree with this statement that he made following the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Six Semper Tyrannus, thus always two tyrants. I can say a hearty amen. Do I say amen to the assassination per se? No. But I do say amen to dealing with tyrants in such a fashion that you bring them to their end. I don't know where you're going to hear that out. But, as I gave you a, at least one example, two examples, uh, in the book of Judges, Ehud and Samson, and I can give you many more, where they dealt with tyrants, and they're lauded as heroes of the faith. I can say, thus always, to tyrants. Tyrants should not be allowed to rule over men. And sadly, in many cases, the majority of men will not stop them. They won't stop them. So, what are we to do? Well, if God gave Israel a divorce for their treason, their adulteries, he called them spiritual adulteries, they were a whoring after every god, they were laying with them under the trees, he gives the scenario of this seduction that happens to his people. If he can do that, why can a people not divorce themselves from the traitors in their midst? And then once the traitors have nowhere else to go, when they come back home, why don't the people deal with them? Six Semper Tyrannus. Hmm? Why don't the people do that? Are you hearing me out there? Can I get an amen? If I don't know. We're, still, we're on the video platforms. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not trying to work people up. Uh, that isn't my that is not my bag. I don't do that. Do you hear what I'm saying? You can't climb a trot the dragon and cut its head off when he's got all the scales and the feet and the foot soldiers around it and everything else that you got to deal with. You're going to have to find a way to rip the heart out of it so you can cut the head off of it. And I'm going to tell you, secession will be a major blow because it will not only ripple through this government that we have, that we're seeking to dissolve. I know many people are saying we need to have justice. Yeah, I, I agree. But there's got to be a step that we do it. And if you're going to follow the Constitution, you already know that the step to bring justice is already corrupted in the House of Representatives because they have the sole power of impeachment. They do. That's just what it says. I don't have it and you don't have it. They have it. So the people are going to have to start learn to think tactically here as to what they're going to do. And we're going to have to start talking about secession. We cannot sustain the debt that we're in. I, I saw I saw Oh, my goodness. I don't know where I saw it. I think it was in the Sons of Liberty Telegram chat the other day. You know all this stuff about the eggs. 
somebody took a picture of a dozen eggs in a grocery store and the sign said $14.99 for a dozen eggs. And it's a little over a dollar a piece. $14.99 for eggs. Do you think next year it's going to be $28 for that dozen of eggs? You better start thinking like that. This is why we had this is why we had the shows about encouraging us to grow our gardens, do our own hunting, do our own fishing. Um, but I, in fact, I want to I want to find Eric, my friend down there in Florida. I want to find Eric, see if I can come down one time and go fishing with him. He catches some marvelous fish. He really does. Uh, doing all that kind of stuff, being self-sustaining. Because I'll tell you, I wasn't taught that. I mean, my dad did some farming. I did, I mean, some some gardening, but I didn't, I had no interest in that. I was pursuing the things of the world. That's what I was pursuing. And, you know, we haven't learned to do that. And we haven't learned to be self-sustaining. We haven't learned to be independent. Let me, and it isn't just the liberals, guys. I want you to listen to me. It isn't just the liberals. It's the conservatives, too. Many conservatives are dependent upon the government. Oh, how dare you say something about that and attack us as a service? Yeah. You're on Social Security. You're on welfare. You're on Medicaid, Medicaid, Medicare. Uh, other government programs subsidize you. And if those guys don't pay you, you're not going to get what you need. I had somebody write to me on Facebook, and they said, Tim, will you support this thing? They're doing this with Social Security and, blah, 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 and all this. And if you actually understand how Social Security works, you're entitled to a whole lot more than that 1000 or $2,000 check you get a month. They're making billions off almost every single person who's listening to me right now. It's real human trafficking. I understand there are certain... You know, we think of it in a sexual connotation, but they are doing it with you and me. They're doing it with you and me. So here's the thing. What is the hope in all of this? Well, the hope would be that the House would do what it's supposed to do. You've got Republicans leading it, don't you? Isn't that what we're told? The good guys, the guys who are for the Constitution, the guys who are for the law and blah, 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 blah. And their little song and dance. What are they doing with Ilhan Omar? Oh, they kicked her off committee, but they left her in there. They left her in the Congress to keep shooting off her mouth. What, what are they doing about Eric Swalwell and the other ones that they removed off these committees? Well, they're, they removed them from the committee, but they're still letting them shoot their mouth off. They're traitors to the people. And let me tell you something, Republicans, McCarthy, Freedom Caucus, and the rest of you. I'm just going to tell you that you leave these people in office and you don't remove them as the Constitution says you have the ability to do. You are just as much a traitor and involved in their treason as they are. You know they're doing it and you don't do anything about it. And so it's up to the people to say, we've had enough. I'm pretty sure you can pull off secession in your own county. And that's a little bit easier to do than trying to do it at a state level. But if you do it in the county, it's going to spread to another county. And it's going to spread to another county. And it's going to spread to another county. And pretty soon you've got several counties. And either that state's going to split. Because, listen, Jesus didn't come to unite us. He came to unite his people. But he came to divide us. 
Think not that I came to bring peace, but a sword to put a man against his son, a mother against a daughter. How? By righteousness. Righteousness divides. But it also unites those who are righteous and who want righteousness. The hope in all of this, I'm going to tell you, is either one, somebody brings the gospel, the real gospel, not this fake, you know, God loves you and has a plan for your life, and God loves all his children, and just, you know, it's just kind of mistakes, and he just wants to hold you on his lap and maybe show up and wash your feet, and all this ridiculous stuff that the Bible doesn't say anything about. But the true gospel that says, wait a minute, you're in rebellion against God and you need to turn from your sin or he's going to destroy you. Flee the wrath to come. Isn't that what the text of the scripture says? John the Baptist preached it. Jesus preached it. The disciples preached it. The prophets preached it. It was a political message as well as a spiritual message. Turn from your sin and be reconciled to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. If you won't do that, that's the king's message to you. It isn't mine. It's what the king said. And if you won't submit to that, there is no hope for you. You've got a looking forward, a fearful expectation of judgment because you were a traitor to the king. You're a traitor to the king. The people in the states, you're going to start pushing this. Jesus said there's a means for divorce. Now, he says it wasn't that from the beginning, but he does say there's a reason for it, and God himself has given an example in Old Testament Israel. I think it's time the American people gave the federal government a bill of divorce and cut it off. Dissolve it. Remove it. And if the immediate words that you give me in response is, well, what are we going to do about... Then you are a statist at heart. You are. You're a statist at heart. Because whatever's done at the federal level can be done at the local level. It might take a little more work, but we can do it. There's plenty of us to do it. We're going to have to decentralize. Every time, look throughout history, every time, doesn't matter what country, what continent you're on, or whatever, and this is our time too. When you centralize government, you centralize where the beast system grows. And it's spiritual in nature. When you read Daniel chapter 9, what does he say there? Should, I should pull that up. It's just kind of on my mind. But I, I want to read that to you, the context of it, just so that you get an idea of what I'm talking about, about the spiritual influence that's behind a beast system. And there are many beasts. There have been many beasts through history. This is Daniel chapter 9. And uh, listen, to what, uh, listen, to what, listen to what happens. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the numbers of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. So Daniel had been reading what Jeremiah had prophesied, and he knew God was faithful, and he knew that the time... See, Daniel had been taken into captivity as a young man. Remember, we talked about him before in chapter 1, 2, 3, and 4, right? 
And so Daniel realizes, hey, we're coming to the end of the 70 years. And what is he doing? Daniel understood by the books, the numbers of the years, whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years and the desolations of Jerusalem. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments. Don't you love that? This is his prayer. You're the great and dreadful God. You keep your commandment or you keep your covenant and mercy to those who love you and you and to them that keep your commandments. We have sinned. This is a godly man. We've seen him demonstrate his faith before, right? And yet he lumps himself in with his people and he says, we've sinned against you. We've we transgressed your law. We've committed iniquity. We have done wickedly. We have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets, which spake in thy name to our kings, our princes, our fathers, and to all the people of the land. O Lord, righteousness belongeth unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces, as at this day, to the men of Judah, and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and unto all Israel that are near and there are far off through all the countries whither thou hast driven them because of their trespass that they have trespassed against thee. O Lord, to us belongeth confusion of faith to our kings, to our princes, and to our fathers, because we have sinned against thee. How did they sin? Well, it was a number of reasons, but specifically they were going into captivity for 70 years because they had failed to keep the Sabbath for 490 years. They didn't let the land rest every seven years, like they were commanded to do. So God says, well, I'm going to let the land rest, and I'm going to get you out of it. Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing, that they might not obey thy voice. Therefore the curse is poured upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. Hmm, what is he referencing there? Eh. What we point to all the time, Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26, all of those come in contact with this. A land of uh, a foreign army whose tongues you don't know, they're going to come and get you. And that's exactly what Nebuchadnezzar and his army did. And they and God said Nebuchadnezzar and his army in Babylon were his army. He didn't allow it. He sent them to get his people and to deal with them. And he hath confirmed the words which he spake unto us and against our judges that judged us by bringing upon us a great evil. For under the whole heaven hath not been done as hath been done upon Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this evil has come upon us. Yet made we not our prayer before the Lord our God that we might turn from our iniquities and understand thy truth? Therefore hath the Lord watched upon the evil and brought it upon us. See there? Who brought it upon him? Was it Nebuchadnezzar? No, it was the Lord. For the Lord our God is righteous in all his works which he doeth, for we obeyed not his voice. And now, O Lord our God, thou that hast brought thy people forth out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and hast gotten thee renowned at this day, we have sinned, we have done wickedly. Do you sense the humility here that's going on with Daniel? Daniel's a righteous man, and yet 
we've done this. I'm a part of it. Let me tell you something. If you got a preacher who tells you that it's you, 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 and it's not a we thing that he's in the midst of it, you've got a guy who doesn't understand. He's, he's a part of that people. This is what Daniel's saying. I'm a part of the problem too. I know my own heart. I know my own flesh. I know my own weaknesses against you, Lord. Any of you guys know the old song, oh, the, the old hymn, Prone to Wander? Lord, I feel it. Yeah. We're all the time tempted to go the other way. We're all the time faced with those things. And here's Daniel. He lumps himself in with the people. And he says, O oh Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee. He doesn't say, hey, remember me? I'm the cute guy that stood up for you uh, about the food issue in Daniel chapter 1. I'm the guy who stood up for you um, you know, and, and spoke to the king about the vision that you gave him. I'm the guy who was doing all this stuff. Don't you remember? You lifted me up to second in command. Don't you remember me? Nope. Not appealing to himself, not appealing to his righteousness. He's already been confessing his sin, so he knows he's a sinner. He says, according to all thy righteousness. Friends, our appeal is to the good name of God, to his mercy, to his justice, to his grace. All of those things combined, we're, our appeal is to God himself. It's not to us. And it ain't to our friends either, by the way, because they're just as wicked as we are. I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from the, thy city Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, because of our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers. Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. Now therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplications, and cause thy face to shine upon the sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake. Now, why is, why is he praying this? Didn't he just get through reading Jeremiah? It says, hey, you're about to get released. He's praying it because he knows it's the will of God. And he's asking God to do what he said. How many of you do that? Or do you pray haphazardly? Wanting what will indulge you. As James says, you ask and you ask amiss that you might consume it upon your own lusts. Or do you pray according to the will of God? Isn't that what John says? We know that we have anything that we ask of him. If we ask what? According to his will. Well, how do we know what his will is? Well, it's right there in black and white in the pages of the Old and New Testament. That's what his will is. If you're praying scripture, this is why I love to sing the Psalms. If you're praying scripture, what are you praying? You are praying God's will. And you have confidence that God will answer according to his will. If you're not doing that, well... I guess you're rolling the dice and maybe you might hit it once and maybe you might not. But if you want prayers that are answered, you pray them according to God's will. He goes on and he says this. Verse 18. Oh my God, incline thine ear and hear. Open thine eyes and behold our desolations of the city which is called by thy name. For we do not present our supplications before thee for our righteousness, but for thy great mercies. Amen. Amen. And the Lord is merciful. The great judge of the earth is full of mercy and compassion. 
O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hearken and do. Defer not for thine own sake, O my God, for thy city and thy people are called by thy name. And whilst I was speaking, now here's the catch I want to get to, but it kind of leads us up to where we should be as the people of God already, shouldn't it? That we should be calling upon God to do justly in the earth, to do his will, to accomplish it, to confess our sins, and to turn from them. And then he says this, Yes, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly. Now, we know this is not a man. This is an angel from the Lord. The same Gabriel who would show up uh, to Mary hundreds of years later to announce that she would carry the Christ. The body that God had created inside her was not a sexual union for all you people who say it was. It wasn't whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me at the time of the evening oblation, and informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee. Check that out. Just real quickly before I make the point here about governments and stuff. Oh, I thought he said that here. Maybe I missed something. I, I think I just went off on the limb and sawed it off. But I'm going to go ahead and make the point. <laughs> he comes and he says, at the beginning of your supplication. Not God just sent me just now. But when you began to inquire, when you began to petition the Lord about this. And the commandment about, or excuse me, and about the prophecies that Jeremiah had written down. Then I was commanded to come to you. God had already given, started sending the answer as soon as Daniel opened his mouth. Interesting, isn't it? Gets even more. For thou art greatly beloved. You've been praying, you've been asking God, and I want you to know you're greatly beloved, Daniel. Whew. Come on, somebody. If I'm going to tell you, again, if that don't wet your wood, or if that don't light your fire, your wood's wet. Because to have an angel of the Lord who's left the, the Lord's throne room, and he's come to you, and he says, not only did God send me the instant you started to, to petition him, but I want you to know you're greatly beloved. Wow. Therefore, understand the matter, consider the vision, and this is this. And I, for some reason, I'm dropping it from my mind. I was doing this off my cuff here, and where the angel also speaks, it may be in the later passage here, where he says, I came to bring you the message, but I was held from the prince of Persia. Or the, the prince was there, and I had to fight against him in order to get the message to you. And right now, I'm just having a moment, so I apologize. Somebody probably can help me. I'm sure Mr. Wordsworth will probably pop something in here in a minute. But what is he doing? He's, he's having to battle... The spiritual forces that are behind the wicked men in office, who are in authority, who are in power. The angels are conducting warfare around us, and we don't even know it. We don't see it. We may can sense it at times, but we don't see it. So let us keep our focus here that we must deal with wicked men. There's no question about that. But we must also use the weapons that God has given us, which are not carnal, 
They're mighty through God in the tearing down of strongholds, and that is to pull away the deception that is around people so they can see the truth. And only God can open the people's eyes. I, I watch many people today, they think their eyes are opened and they're following some weird stuff. I mean, some stuff is just plain weird. Some stuff, some stuff is clearly a psyop, but they, they think their eyes are open. Now, friends, your eyes are not open if you don't see clear, clearly spiritually and if you're not maintaining the righteousness of God. So, again, what's the thing? We need to pray. There's no question about that. We need to pray. We need to be of one mind. We need to be like the New Testament church. They'd gather together and they'd pray together and build one another up that way. But we also have to take a stand here. And I'm going to say we've got an adulterer. We've got adulteresses in D.C., a bunch of them. The whole system has become corrupt. It's spawned off a large federal army, not just a standing military, but a large federal army. What are we going to do here? Are we going to let that continue on? Or are we going to say no to it? You're not going to use us for that anymore. And we're going to abolish you. It's going to have to come one way or the other. We can't continue down this road. We just we can't even afford it. They're literally trying to starve us to death. If you're not getting the idea of that, of the food plants and the eggs and all this other stuff, and now they're talking about chickens and cattle and bird flu and all this, where they want to destroy these animals that are food for the people, and we're just going to take their word for it, you don't understand what these wicked men have in store for us. And I say, our message needs to be, this is what we have in store for you. Once we eliminate your, your position of authority by uh, dissolving the federal government, this is what we've got in store for you should you come back in our state. We've got this for you. You might want to go somewhere else because if you come here, we're going to deal with you as the traitors that you are. That needs to be our message. I know that sounds harsh. Tell them, aren't we supposed to give them the gospel? Look, I'm for giving them the gospel, but they're going to have to answer for their crimes. Judge says, may the Lord have mercy on your soul. You send a preacher in there, you give the gospel. Maybe we get around and we pray that God might change his heart before he goes and meets the judge. I'm all for that. But we got to start dealing with these criminals. And my estimation is, um, you know, you can look at the Legos. You knock out the bottom sections if that's all you can reach. Knock out the bottom sections till you get the top down. And so let's take the head off the beast. Let's bring it back. This is, look, this is what our forefathers did. What do you think the Declaration of Independence was? It was a bill of divorcement. We're no longer a part of you guys. We can handle ourselves. Thank you very much. We can, we can govern ourselves. But along with this comes the fact that you and I are going to have to govern ourselves. And for some of you out there, you're still on the government dependence. You've got to get away from that. And the church is going to be forced into being the church, the real church. The one, the one that's the real church is going to show itself as the true church. It's going to start caring for these people. The ones that are apostate, the ones that are false, the ones that are antichrist, they're just going to keep going right down the same road they are. Right to destruction. 
But God's going to do something in the midst of us. And the question is now, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Are you going to do something locally and work its way up? Or are you going to keep going to the tyrants in D.C. hoping that your vote there for the presidency or whatever is going to change things? It's not. Sorry to say, it's really not. I wish it were that simple. I really do, but it's not. In any case, Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. By the way, I, I just wanted to... This came up today, and there was a there was a little meme from um, Luke 23, too. You know, they tried to accuse Jesus of basically insurrection, being a traitor, all that, too. They began to accuse him, saying, We have found this man subverting our nation. He opposes payment of taxes to Caesar and claims to be Messiah, a king. Now, Jesus never said, Don't pay taxes to Caesar. He wasn't subverting the nation. He, just, he is a king. He told him to his face he was a king. But I want you to understand something. If they did this to our Lord, what do you think they're going to do to you and me who follow Jesus Christ? They're going to say the same thing about us. They're going to call us domestic terrorists and you know, subversion, subversives and all that. You better be ready for it. That's what's coming. The call for racism, your, your racist and this, that, that stuff is just like a water off a duck's back. Nobody cares about that. They're going to start labeling you like this because they've trained the people since George Bush too. To understand you're either with the traitors or the terrorists or you're with us. I ask, who's going to be on the Lord's side? Probably be with you at 3. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and we'll be back with you in the morning. Common Core Diva Lynn Taylor will be with us, Lord willing. Rotten to the Core Wednesday. Talk to you then. See you.